0: as you settle into the posture feeling the awareness flowing into the body settling into the body feeling the contact sensations between the body and that which supports it, the seat, the ground. Inviting the awareness more deeply into the body. Feeling how the body supports the grounding of awareness. And really taking a few moments to establish that grounding and rooting of awareness in the body. Contact areas can be really helpful. Feeling the body resting into the support of the seat of the ground as awareness comes more deeply into the body. Encouraging ourselves to let go of whatever has been occupying us before coming to the session. Just letting go of what we were thinking about, what we were planning, what we were doing. Letting go and resting, relaxing into the body and into the contact of the body with that which supports it. Feeling awareness flowing down the body as we do this from the top of the head. And through the body, relaxing any tension, any holding. In the face or the neck. shoulders or the chest or the belly or the back, just gently flowing down, inviting and letting go, not forcing, not pressurizing, just inviting letting go and easing Of any tension, any holding that's present. Noticing any ease that comes as we do this. Even if there's only a very little bit of relaxation happening. Noticing the degree of ease that arises with it. Noticing any space that opens up as we let go, as we relax. Resting more fully into any extra space that opens through the body, softening and opening the body with the awareness, with the letting go, with the invitation to relax, to soften, and to open. as we do this gently opening to a sense of the whole body whole body here an awareness filling up the whole space of the body soft, open, gentle, sensitive within this space of awareness, open through the whole body, tuning in to the flow and the movement of the breath, if the breath is not accessible for you or not a useful object then you can open to the flow and movement of sound, so choosing one of those through the practice keeping if we can the awareness wide and soft and open through the body and within this wide open awareness Opening to feel the movement, the flow of breath or of sound. Moving through the space of awareness in the body, known within the space of awareness in the body. Our practice is to open to that flow, that movement of the breath or of sound and to attend to it with care with presence so through the practice attending with care nourishing presence Using the anchor of the breathing or of the hearing, the breath or the sound. And when and if distractions arise, acknowledging them as distractions and letting go. back to the body coming back to the anchor of the breath or the sound Gently, kindly, and with interest, noticing what is unfolding in experience right now. With curiosity, what is arising in awareness right now? What is unfolding? If there's presence, can we inhabit it more fully? Bring more sensitivity to the knowing of the breath or of sound. Bring more kindness to the receiving of breath or of sound. If there's distraction, seeing that too as arising in awareness, known in awareness, right in this moment, can we bring presence to the knowing of the distracted mind, and then gently ground again in the body contact areas the whole body attune to the spaciousness of awareness softening and opening through the whole body Attune to the intention for presence, kind, attentive presence. And attuned to the possibility to let go. To let go of distraction, to let go of unskillful habits of mind. Nourishing presence, letting go of distractedness, one moment at a time. Again and again, noticing what's present in experience. Opening to the possibility to notice, to deepen the skillful, the wholesome, the beneficial. To deepen presence to deepen care, to deepen appreciation. And again and again, letting go of the unskillful, of inattentiveness, of apathy and lack of care. of aversion and of the way we get hooked into fantasy and desire. Again and again nourishing the skillful and the wholesome and the beneficial and letting go of that which does not bring ease That which does not bring well-being in this moment and over time. That's our practice over and over again. In a moment when the bell will ring. Taking some time to stay steady with the intention. Intention to cultivate and nourish the wholesome and the skillful. And to let go of the unwholesome and the unskillful. It's always taking your time with the transition, no rush. For offering some uh, Dharma reflections for today, just a few words about Dharma practice. Uh, we know these sessions are offered freely in the spirit of Dharma, so they're offered without uh, a price and also without an expectation. And um, that is true both for Guy House and. Uh, for the teachers and facilitators offering these sessions, such as myself. So there is the possibility, if you are able to and if you wish, to support these uh, sessions in the online Dharma Hall to continue, um, to offer your support financially, both to Gaia House, for the work that they do to make this possible, and for, in this case, myself, um, for the teachings. And I'm going to put two links in the chat One is the link to the Guy House support page where you can offer support to Guy House. The other is um, a link to an organization called Nova Ukraine, um, which is a grassroots Ukrainian organization working to support people suffering um, from the current war. And if you wish to offer Dana to me, then please offer it to them. So I'm just putting that in the chat. So I'd like to um, to share uh, some uh, reflections, some Dharma reflections today, and I'm going to continue the theme I've been uh, exploring <laughs> recently, which is uh, to use a sutta, to use a text from the Buddha, um, as a, a kind of basis for our exploration gives me a great excuse to sit around reading suttas um, and, and find one that I, I feel inspired uh, by and hopefully isn't getting too, too boring um, for you. So um, the sutta that I'd like to, um, to use today, and I know that often there's a question that comes up, which is, Where is that sutta? Where can we find it? So I'm going to put the link into the chat right now. Um, Which means you can also, if you wish, look at it. Um, But you don't have to. It's just that you have that. And um, the sutta is called the Kusala Akusala sutta. Kusala Akusala. And uh, a a little tiny Pali lesson there. (laughs) Um, When there's an A in front of a word in Pali, that's a negation, yeah, so, you know, we, we would say, so kusala is skillful or wholesome, akusala is the opposite of that, is the negation of that, unskillful or un- unwholesome, so it's like the prefix un in, in English, um, so yeah, a little easy, <laughs> it's a very easy Pali lesson um, right there, and so the sutta is the sutta, on the skillful and the unskillful. But before we go into it, just a, a few general things uh, or a kind of a little introduction. Um, so this is the cultivation of the skillful and the wholesome and the letting go um, of the unskillful and the unwholesome um, is is a way that the Buddha describes our path. Yeah. And I find it an incredibly uh, useful, helpful way to to think about what we're doing, yeah, on our Dharma path. Yeah, we're cultivating the skillful and the wholesome, so qualities um, and attitudes, ways of relating like compassion, yeah, like attentiveness, uh, like care, like gratitude, like generosity, like patience, like ethics. Yeah, these are all... Uh, Kusala, these are all wholesome, skillful qualities, attitudes, ways of relating that we um are cultivating on the path. And a really beautiful way to think about them, yeah, is um, and this is a quote from the Buddha, that which leads to the well-being, yeah, that which leads to the well-being, the well-being of myself, the well-being of others. Yeah. So that which leads to well-being, that is um. kind of a definition of of the kusala, the skillful, wholesome qualities, um, attitudes, ways of relating that we cultivate. And we can say this is one hand of our practice, this is one kind of thread, one avenue of our practice, and alongside it, together with it, there is the abandoning, yeah, the abandoning, the letting go, the not feeding, um, the unskillful and the unwholesome, yeah. So ill-will, aggression, aversion, um, reactivity, apathy, yeah, ignorance, delusion, distractedness. <laughs> With both of these, the list goes on and on, right? It's not, it's not um, something we can uh, just say in a sentence. Um, but that same kind of definition, if, if the wholesome and the skillful is that which leads to well-being, the unwholesome and the unskillful is that which leads to suffering, yeah. That which leads to ill being yeah, for ourselves and for others. And I I find that it's really helpful and useful to reflect and to ask ourselves, well, you know, why? <laughs> kind of, what's the point? Why do this? Yeah, what's good about this? Yeah, why bother? Yeah. Why bother? Used to have a friend who used to say this a lot can't be bothered. (laughs) He was from Manchester, so he said it with a Mancunian accent. It was wonderful. I can't do it, I can't do the accent. He used to say, can't be bothered. Yeah, so why bother? Yeah, why bother to um, first of all kind of develop the discernment, yeah, the way of seeing that allows us to distinguish and then to put the effort in, yeah, because it takes application, yeah. It takes energy, yeah. It takes honesty and courage yeah, and perseverance to keep doing this yeah, because it's, yeah, we're creatures of habits and not all of our habits are, are skillful. Um, and also our skillful habits can also do with um, kind of keeping them alive and keeping them nourished and developing them more. So what does this allow, what does this support? So, so here's the Buddha uh, speaking and he's talking to the practitioners. Yeah, so I'll just use the words practitioners for, as a translation for bhikkhus. Abandoned, abandon what is unskillful, practitioners. It is possible to abandon what is unskillful. If it were not possible to abandon what is unskillful, I would not say to you, abandon what is unskillful. But because it is possible to abandon what is unskillful, I say to you, abandon what is unskillful. Because it is possible to abandon what is unskillful, I say to you, abandon what is unskillful. And I I love this part because I think he's touching on, on a very important aspect here, yeah a uh, lack of of faith yeah and confidence that this is possible for us that it's possible to ab- abandon the unskillful yeah and the buddha is reassuring us and kind of like you can feel the energy right in in this repetition yeah and he's saying to us you know abandon what is unskillful if it were not possible i would not ask this of you i would not encourage you to do so yeah it is possible. And sometimes that sense of um, not having the confidence and the faith that it is possible kind of already <laughs> takes the energy out of the system. Yeah? So he's pointing to that. You know, that, uh, what, what can help us to nourish faith, to nourish conf- confidence, to nourish the energy that is needed to keep doing this again and again? Yeah, and when we practice meditation yeah formally like we just did you know we see it we have to keep doing it yeah we have to keep doing it it's it's what we're doing yeah every time we notice distraction we're noticing an unskillful habit of mind yeah to go to something else and part of what you know when we look deeply part of what may be at play yeah Amongst other things is the sense of oh, what's the point of coming back again to the breath. It's just gonna go off again. Yeah. It's not really possible. Yeah. And so he's reminding us that it's possible. And I would say he's reminding us of the bigger picture of possibility. That's not just in the moment to moment. In the moment to moment that's our training. Yeah. But we need to also look and see over time what's possible, what changes. As we practice and then he continues yeah, in his encouragement and he says, "If this abandoning of what is unskillful were conducive to harm and pain, I would not say to you abandon what is unskillful yeah? if it was if it brought harm if it brought pain, I would not suggest this to you." But because this abandoning of what is unskillful is conducive to benefit and pleasure, I say to you, abandon what is unskillful, yeah. so he's reiterating, reminding us yeah of what we know, but we need to remember yeah, and to be reminded of yeah. this abandoning of the, of the unskillful leads to relief, leads to release, yeah, that is where it's leading. Yeah. And this is counterintuitive to us so much of the time, yeah. It's counterintuitive. There's a a part of us, an underlying habit that seeks well-being in what creates the opposite from well-being, yeah. And we know that, you know. And and we can just look at our our little habits, you know, not the really, really bad ones, but the small ones, what we call, um, Nathan and I call them the time-passing habits, you know. What we do to just time pass, you know. Because we think ah that's you know, oh yeah, you know, reading you know, reading the news again, you know, just to pass the time. That's that's gonna bring well being, rather than going for a walk or rather than meditating or rather than you know or you know, engaging in this fantasy right now. Yeah. That's what's gonna bring. Well-being. And that's our habit. And yet when we really look, when we really examine, we see that it develops the opposite to well-being, right? It develops a more distracted mind. Less release, less relief. So it's, it's helpful, you know, with compassion, right? Here we bring... The skillful in the wholesome we develop it with compassion, with interest, with humor yeah someone asked me recently why humor isn't on the on, on any of the Buddha's lists. I have no idea but I think he was really missing something there yeah it's such a wholesome uh, quality yeah so we, we can add it freely yeah so we we kind of uh, bring in humor, compassion yeah. care into this, yeah, into this kind of seeing the habits of mind, yeah, seeing where we seek well-being and questioning, yeah, some of the time, not all of the time, and questioning whether that is actually there or whether that actually um, creates the opposite of what we're looking for. And so we can start to see the relationship between uh, the skillful and the, and the unskillful. Yeah. Like when we uh, develop the skillful, it naturally supports us to let go of the unskillful. Yeah. That's a really important piece. Yeah. The more compassion, the more appreciation, the more discernment yeah, we cultivate and we develop, uh, the easier it is. Yeah, to notice the unskillful and the unwholesome when it arises and to let go of it. Yeah. The more we look yeah, with curiosity and with interest at our experience and see actually that which is really compelling right now, Yeah, like getting really righteous about something. <laughs> you know how, that, how compelling that is? Oh, I'm going to get really righteous about something. Yeah, That movement yeah, of the heart and mind, which is really compelling right now, where is that leading? And when we cultivate the inquiry, the wisdom, the discernment, we can see. And that supports the letting go. Yeah? That supports the letting go. So we can start to see the relationship. The more we develop the skillful, the easier it is to let go of the unskillful. The more we let go of the unskillful, stop feeding it, the more energy yeah? and resources we have to nourish the skillful. Yeah? Does that make sense? Yeah, and it's this is such an important relationship, yeah. To see, I sometimes think about it even in the, in relationship to time, yeah. I said time passing. So my unskillful habit. I have a really strong habit that, like, when I finish work for the day, yeah, which is like sometimes at seven, sometimes at eight, sometimes at nine, that's my like, that's my like hanging out time. And I'm not saying hanging out isn't important. It's just to notice what I do then. Yeah, in that kind of time off. Yeah. Yeah. It's interesting to see and then what that leads to. And and kind of cultivating that discernment. Yeah, cultivating that discernment. You can see it with a lot of habits that we have. Um yeah. So if I, I cultivate this skillful in that time, yeah, if I do something that's skillful, listen to a talk, meditate, go for a walk, yeah. Read something which is nourishing yeah for the soul yeah then that limits i give my time to that there's less time for the unskillful right we can really see that yeah we really see that relationship so then the buddha you know following on from that seeing that relationship he's saying to us develop what is skillful practitioners yeah develop what is skillful practitioners It is possible to develop what is skillful. If it were not possible to develop what is skillful, I would not say to you, develop what is skillful. But because it is possible to develop what is skillful, I say to you, develop what is skillful. So see that uh, this sutta really kind of brings forth this kind of repetition Right, he repeats so many times in that paragraph. <laughs> How many times he says, "Develop what is skillful," yeah, which is a skillful teaching, right? He keeps repeating it in different ways, yeah, and that is something that then kind of um, is, supports us to to take it in, yeah, to absorb it, yeah. So the encouragement to take heart, the encouragement to remember the possibility. And to trust that it's possible for us yeah that this path uh bears fruit, yeah that what we apply ourselves to um will bear fruit yeah? that we can develop the skillful and the and the wholesome in this very life yeah. If this development of what is skillful were conducive to harm and pain, if it led to suffering, if it led to ill-being, I would not say to you, develop what is skillful. But because this development of what is skillful is conducive to benefit and pleasure, yeah, happiness. Yeah? word here is sukha. Yeah? So um, the opposite of dukkha. Yeah, Well-being, happiness, pleasure. I say to you, develop what is skillful because it leads to benefit, because it leads to um, pleasure, because it leads to well-being. Develop what is skillful. So how do we do this? Yeah? How do we develop the skillful? Yeah? And how do we uh, let go of the, of the unskillful? So the first step is um, the sensitivity yeah. Having sensitivity to recognize without identification. Yeah, That's the um, meaning of mindfulness of sati, the word in Pali. Yeah. The recognition without identification. Yeah. Without thinking this is me, this is mine. Yeah. So the sensitivity to recognize what is arising here. What's arising in experience right now? What is the movement of the relationship to experience? The curiosity and interest to see and to understand. How is this constructed and where does it lead to? Where is it leading? (laughs) Is it leading to well-being and happiness for self and others? Or is it leading to suffering, to ill-being for self and others? That's what we're interested in. Yeah, what is it? How is it? How is it constructed? And where does it need? And so we have that initial, just the recognizing. Ah, there's a movement here. Yeah, a movement of attention, a movement of emotion. Yeah, a movement of thinking, a movement of action. Yeah? There's a movement here, yeah? and the curiosity around that movement. What is it coming from? Yeah, especially if it's a thought or an action, we want to know what it's rooted in. Yeah. And what is it leading to? And this needs energy, yeah? So we need the energy. We need the, the, like, with our interest, the oomph, yeah? The energy to look, yeah? The energy to attend, yeah? The energy to pause, yeah? Pausing takes energy, right? Because there's such a momentum, yeah? of our habits, that we actually need energy to, to stop it and to pause, yeah, so that we can see, that we can reflect. Yeah. So, sensitivity yeah, to recognise, interest and curiosity yeah, to explore and discern, Where is this needing energy to persevere in the process. Appreciation and gratitude, really important. Again, they come from the energy and with the energy. Yeah, yeah. Appreciation and gratitude for the possibility. Ah, there's the possibility to choose. There's a possibility to see. There's a possibility to discern. There's a possibility to learn, yeah, yeah. Yeah, the appreciation and gratitude for the possibility of the process. And then following it through and seeing any um, release and relief that comes, yeah as a result, as a result from feeling, ah, no, this is wholesome and skillful. It's worth giving my energies to and seeing that blossom or saying, I oh, no, this is unskillful, yeah? And I just let go, yeah? Yeah, right now, and feeling that release of energy, which brings well-being. We don't feed that habit of the unskillful. And of course, with all of this, being willing to learn, to learn from our mistakes, yeah, to learn from our mistake with that appreciation and gratitude that we can do that, <laughs> that we can learn from our mistakes, which is such a wonderful thing. Imagine if we couldn't. Yeah. What a tough existence this would be. So we can really see this in our practice, you know. I mean, we can probably reflect just on the practice now, when there was a moment of aversion or a moment of getting compelled into some uh, train of thought, yeah? A fantasy, yeah? And just that being compelled into something unconsciously can be unskillful, right? Just that movement. But certainly if it's something that we know is counter to our intentions, yeah? We're coming here to be present, to develop something, and then we're just whoosh, drifting off into a version or into some um, desire for something. So recognising, yeah, here's the recognition, the sensitivity to recognise that the mind is moving, yeah? The mind is moving off somewhere. Recognising the movement of the mind, recognising that movement of push and pull, yeah? Of getting caught up in something or being aversive to something, yeah? Staying steady and present with curiosity, with interest. What's going on here? Yeah. Not adding judgment. Where is this going? Yeah. And is it aligned with my intention? Yeah. And these are where we need the energy with the curiosity because it takes energy to stop that momentum that's just flowing on with the aversion yeah, or the desire for something. Now, where is this going and is this aligned with my intention the energy to look without identification without making this about me oh, I'm such a terrible meditator yeah yeah I can't do this yeah. it's not possible for me it doesn't matter that the Buddha says it's possible it's not possible for me yeah so we kind of bring that energy to look without this identification, seeing these stories as another movement of unskillfulness yeah. and noticing how this aversion or this compelling movement into fantasy Yeah, it's not peaceful it leads to dukkha, it does not lead to where I want to go yeah. and then opening that hand and letting go yeah. letting go Even for a moment, this is what's so important. Even if we let go of the aversion for a moment, even if we let go of that thinking for a moment, letting go and pausing to feel the relief and release that will be there when we let go of the unskillful movement of the mind. Letting go in this moment, not feeding it. And it only lives on because it's fed. It's nourished by moments of our attention. When we don't nourish it, even for a moment, it's weakened. So the hand opens and releases that habit energy. And we can rest even for a moment or maybe more into the well-being, the release that arises with the letting go. In this, you know, you can see in this process, that shift from the akusala to the kusala, from the unskillful to the skillful. As soon as we bring the curiosity and the interest in, we're nourishing the skillful, yeah? Just that. As soon as we recognize even the step before, we're nourishing the skillful, right? Because we're nourishing mindfulness. So through the process of working with the unskillful, we're nourishing the skillful. Even if this... (laughs) If the unskillful is really tenacious, yeah? We don't even get through the whole process to letting it go. We're already letting it go in little bits, in little increments, yeah? There's already that shift as we bring our attention there. And so we can have this sense of the possibility, you know? And sometimes I find, you know, just remembering the Buddha's words, just like with the sutta, saying it is possible. It is possible. That can be such a support for us. Yeah? Saying to us, it is possible to develop what is skillful. If it were not possible to develop what is skillful, I would not say to you, develop what is skillful. And just remembering that in moments where it feels like, gosh, you know, Buddha, you never had this mind. (laughs) And then we remember We remember, it is possible and that brings energy. Yeah, that brings commitment to the cultivation right here in this moment. How can I bring a moment of recognition, a moment of curiosity to how I'm meeting it? Let go a little bit. This is something we can do and we can cultivate and we are already doing every time we practice. And we can do it... um, we can do it in our formal practice. And of course, we can do it beyond our meditation seat yeah, in our lives. Yeah. And so I just want to. Um, yeah, it's going to. Yeah, we'll see if I have time. I, I'm going to I was going to give one example, but I want to give a more a more simple one first. And we'll see if we have time for the more complex one. Um, of how we can cultivate this in our lives. yeah. Um, and so uh, a couple of weeks ago, I had to take a taxi. I was in Israel still. And I had to take a taxi from um, my mum's house to, to where I was going because I had a lot of things to do that day. And I didn't manage to get them done in time to take the bus. Anyway, I found a local taxi company. and the taxi came and picked me up. And I'd had a really busy day by that time, and I was going to have a busy week ahead. And I just sat there in the back of the taxi and thought, I just want to be quiet. I just want to be quiet. The taxi driver, he had a different idea. <laughs> he started talking to me. And, the, you know, and, and here we go. Here's the practice, right? The initial reaction inside is like, oh, I don't want to talk to you. I just want to be quiet, you know, aversion. Yeah, aversion. I just want to be quiet, and and then you know, I the bad news is you practice enough, you can't escape it. You know, the recognition comes and there's aversion, you know, going on here. Uh, you know, is this really what you want? You yeah. know, and the discernment of no, I don't want it, and it will not lead to my own well being, and it certainly won't lead to his. So, okay, let's let go of that aversion, yeah, let go of that aversion, engage in conversation. And we had a fantastic conversation, turned out to be a really lovely man, you know, a really lovely man with lots of insights and interesting stories and um, we had this really, really nice time. Um, And towards the end of of the drive, uh, he said to me, you know, my, uh, the taxi company knows that I don't like to, to, uh, to, do, to drive into the centre of Tel Aviv, which is where I was going. And they made a mistake giving me this ride <laughs> because they know I don't take people into Tel Aviv. <laughs> and then he said to me, but you know, I'm really happy I picked you up. And I could drive the whole day. I could drive you around the whole day, he said. You know, I could drive you around the whole day because being with you has filled me with peace, yeah? Made me really peaceful. So I'm I'm kind of saying this just to, just that, that emphasis that the Buddha's, you know, pointing to. It is possible for us, yeah? And when we do it, yeah, we don't know the impact, yeah? We know, yeah, we're making a choice there between what leads to suffering and what leads to well-being. We know we're making that choice, but we don't know how far that is gonna go, yeah? How far that is gonna go. And so when I kind of got out of the taxi and reflected, you know, A, of course I knew, oh great, I've got a great story for Dharma talks, so that's a win, right? (laughs) But even more deeply, yeah, the sense of, you know, in that moment of feeling, I just wanna be quiet, yeah. and the aversion to another person's presence. Yeah. What would have been better, yeah? Kind of pushing him away, rejecting him, and staying, staying quiet, or having this sense of, you know, the beauty of two souls meeting, yeah? And connecting, and you know, for whatever reason, being a vehicle of calm and peacefulness for someone else. Yeah. Which, you know, driving on the Israeli roads is, is really pretty, um, a pretty amazing gift to give to someone for them to feel peaceful. So we can really contemplate, you know, and, and maybe this is the last thing to say in our own lives. Yeah, it can be really helpful to contemplate when we see this, when we see our ah, cultivating the kusala. Yeah, what are the fruits of that for myself and others? Yeah. And letting go of the akusala, of the unskillful. What are the fruits of that for myself and others? And doing that because that really supports our intention and our commitment. Yeah, it really supports us to keep doing that work. Yeah. Of kind of unraveling. Yeah. Unraveling the unskillful aspects of our humanity and of humanity when we ravel our own and strengthening, nourishing, developing the skillful, the beautiful, the wholesome aspects of the heart and mind for our own well-being and for um, the well-being of all. So I can't resist this would, would be a good time to stop, right? But you can see, here's my Akusala habits So, just wanting to tell another story. <laughs> so, let's just take a breath. So, I just want to, I just want to share this, um, and I'm actually going to share the, the link to, to this as well. Um, a few days ago. I was feeling a little despondent um, about the situation in Israel and Palestine and I decided to go on the website of an organisation called Combatants for Peace, who often inspires me. And I, uh, I watched a video on there, which I'm going to put in the chat so that you can also watch after the session if you want. And it's a really beautiful video, there's two men in the video, one's Israeli, one's Palestinian, and they talk about um, a situation they were in uh, at least 20 years ago. Yeah, and it's the same situation from two very different perspectives. Yeah, same place, same events, different perspectives. And they both talk about the shift that happened to them. Yeah, um. Which entails either a meeting with oneself or a meeting with another. Yeah, the Israeli man talks about um, his wife giving him, for his fiftieth birthday, giving him the letters that he wrote to her when he was doing his military service and reading some of those letters. Yeah, and so this is they're talking about something that happened when when they were young, and the Palestinian man talks about meeting um, an Israeli man that he worked with, who could suddenly understand his pain. Yeah. So meeting with oneself and meeting with another in a way that changes the perspective yeah, on the whole big situation of the Palestinian-Israeli conflict and making a choice yeah, from the easy yeah, choice of staying in the conventional, yeah, staying in the habitual um, patterns of the human mind. Staying with hatred, staying with defensiveness, staying with what you've been taught to believe, yeah? And letting go of that, yeah? And choosing a different path, yeah? And deepening the understanding that hatred brings hatred and that fear creates fear, yeah? So both of them choosing a different way, yeah? A way of peace, a way of uh, brotherhood in their case, yeah? Choosing another way that may seem longer. <laughs> yeah. I think often we do things, the unskillful things, because they seem more efficient. They seem shorter. Yeah. They seem more clear. Yeah. So choosing another way that may seem longer, but is much more reliable. Yeah. The way of cultivating the skillful and the wholesome, of cultivating compassion, of cultivating peacefulness, of cultivating understanding of cultivating the capacity to hold what is confusing and complicated. Yeah? That's what they're choosing to do. And it's very clear when they speak about this, you know, it's a very short little snippet of a film. Uh, it's very clear that it brings fruit, just like the path brings fruit to us along the way. It's not just about the end. When we choose to develop the wholesome and the skillful, and we choose to let go of the unwholesome and the unskillful we there are fruits that are available to us yeah right here and now, right along the path, not just um, at its culmination so I'm going to put uh, This link, it's the link to the Combatants for Peace homepage and the the videos on the homepage. I assume it's still there. So that's what I wanted to share today about the cultivation of the wholesome and the skillful and the letting go of the unwholesome and the unskillful. Thank you for listening. To learn how you can support the teachers and Dharma Seed, please visit dharmaseed.org donate.